CHP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode. Welcome to the Worst Golf Podcast. Everybody wants to be the best. We strive to be the worst. When a bad take is necessary, we're going to be here to share it with you. I'm your host, JB. With me is Morgan. We got a lot to talk about this week. Uh, Open Championship Week, obviously. And we're, we're kind of throwing everybody off base with the, yeah. with the time. Um, but that's because something's happening this afternoon we'll get into later. Um, but wanted to kind of kick this one off right away because it is Open Championship Week. And with that... Sorry, comes, I had to yawn, so I had uh, to <laughs> wait to turn the camera on. <laughs> with that comes a lot of Rory McIlroy talk. Yes. And over the last, I'd say, probably two years, he has become kind of a polarizing golf figure. Kind of? Well, a, a very polarizing in yeah. the last year. But yes. over the last two to three years, he's become kind of polarizing. And yes. I think part of that, we are, uh, for those following along and are not members of the THP Forum, we are political free talk. Yeah, we try to keep politics um, no far, politics far away. Allowed, zero tolerance policy, blah, 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 you know, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. Um, on this one, I'm going to say the reason he's polarizing for a lot of people is political. Yes, that you is know, correct. He was very much playing golf with a former president. Mm-hmm. And then when the media kind of gravitated negative towards that president, he kind of made some comments, shied away from it and everything else. And I think there are people, we live in that culture now that, it's one or the other. It's one or the yeah, other. There's you, no. You, you have to pick a side. Yeah, and it, it's one of those things that really happens. Now, for the pure golf fan that just likes to see him play golf, they have no issue with any of the politics. They choose to be apolitical when it comes to golf. Right. Generally speaking, they pick their player or right. Yeah. But I think that there is something understandable to that. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's the way you're, if that's your line of thinking, there's something to that. Sure. And I think part of that started the, the call it bipolar disorder of Rory fans. <laughs> okay. It continued obviously with live golf. Yeah. That, and I feel like that's where things really yeah, took a turn. Rory became kind of the de facto spokesperson for the PGA tour. How did that happen? You know, I generally don't think it was because Rory asked for it or the PGA tour asked for it. I, I think the media wanted it Yeah, and the media didn't have tiger. So they went to the next most popular player and I'm not even sure Rory is, but, a lot of people feel that way. Quick question. If they did have Tiger, do you think Tiger would have spoken out about no, it about me either? I don't, I don't I, think so I, either. Um, if he was in the heyday of Tiger, he would have gone the Michael Jordan route, which is play it down the line. Yeah, like he does not done his thing. Yeah, I was thinking the um, same thing. But many people think that Rory is the most popular. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't. I'm not in that camp. I think he's very much at the top or near the top, but not, not an, it's not an absolute like it used to be. Sure. I think we saw that last week with Ricky Fowler who is not even on the same level performance-wise, mm-hmm. but the sports world celebrated it, not just the golf world. I would agree. Um, but so with when he became the de facto leader of the PGA Tour spokesmodel against Live Golf, that also polarized it. Very you know, much so. In, in a big way. Oh, Again, huge way. Understandable. Yeah, there's it, a little pun in there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, then he, like all the others... Had the rug pulled out from under them. Yeah. Jay Monahan did the unthinkable, in my opinion. Yeah. And cut a deal with the 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 Saudi PIF fund. I, I don't have as much of it. I have an issue, a lot of issues with cutting a deal with them. I have an issue with no communication to the tour to the tour players, the people mm-hmm. who make the tour, getting the deal done. Right. And sadly, that's the only questions he's going to be answering. 
I know. But I will say the media definitely still wants him to be the face and wants so. him to win. They, they're, they're at this point, they're almost openly rooting for him. Yeah. But in some ways, if you think about it, like it's, even when he first came on the scene, like he's always kind of been the media darling. Yeah, he has. He's the heir apparent. And one of the yeah. reasons for that is he's a great interview. I know he people is. like to talk about talking out of both sides of his mouth. I'm not one of those people. I don't necessarily think he does that. I think he um, changes his mind a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but he gives honest answers. Yeah. Uh, at least in his it, mind, it, they're honest I was going to say, yeah, at least for what he's thinking. And, and I appreciate that rather than the down the line, Michael Jordan philosophy of right. never give something that's going to polarize. It's the old adage that salespeople should never have bumper stickers right. because you might offend one person that's interested in buying your stuff. True. Um, so Rory gives the honest answers, or at least what he believes are the honest answers at the time. Now right. he does change his mind a lot. That's okay. I mean, everybody does. Right. But it's we don't do when it when you're talking blah, blah, blah. about potentially billions of dollars yes. um, on the line and things like that. But so I, in my mind, that's what makes the whole thing polarizing is in a lot of ways, he became the PGA tour versus the evil Greg Norman led yes. live golf because he was the best player. And he actually wasn't. I mean, Scotty Scheffler was clearly the best player he during that certainly stretch. wasn't going to be talking about that. No. So, you know, that's kind of where I think it comes from. It's a real shame that it's mm-hmm. come to this, but at the same time, Drama brings ratings. Well, I was going to say, but it gets people talking about golf and that can be a good thing. It's like uh, Vince McMahon said, nothing brings dollars like a personal thing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to Rory live golf is personal. And uh, I understand that to an extent. Obviously, he probably should have cashed in looking back. (laughs) Probably. I uh, I think he's done okay for himself, though. Yeah. And and to be fair, and, and Rory was honest, at least when Liv first formed. He did cash in early on. He went and played for appearance dollars in many countries and took the money. He cashed out on the Euro tour and went to the PGA tour chasing the money because that's what the FedEx cup is. Sets you up generationally. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think he's got a really good shot this week Uh and we'll get into some preview now, you know, switching from the Rory polarizing thing to what is really happening this week, which is the open championship, which someone said that your shirt is perfect for the open. It championship. Is, it is. I didn't know, even think about that. No, but they're right. You're Hot absolutely brown right. Water, right. Yeah. No, I like tea. Yeah. Tea's disgusting. Yeah, I agree I with Ted Lasso. Um, if you didn't watch the show, it starts <laughs> yeah, out very sense. good, very quickly about hot tea. Yeah. And, uh, he, he kind of sums it up. So t-shirt week continues. Yes. And next week we have another good one. I've already picked it out. Oh, so have? yeah, okay. I, I'm planning this out. You know, it's important stuff. Sure. Absolutely. Um, switching gears to the open championship, yes. you know, Royal Liverpool is a unique course. We'll get into kind of the, the nuts and bolts. I'm mm-hmm. 99% sure last time it was there, Rory won it. I don't remember. Nine years ago. I think you might be right. Um, Correct us if we're wrong. I yeah, can't remember. I, you know, so when Rory won that, he has not had a lot since then. No, it's, he's it's been, been a rough. bit of a drought. Yeah. But I do think he has to be considered the favorite, especially after winning. Last I would week. think so. Um, I, I don't think it, let's put it this way. I don't think it would surprise anybody if he went out and he did the field. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it would surprise anybody if he went out. And oh no, the I don't think so either. To me, you know, I did my research before the show, the <laughs> favorites, <was> Rory. <laughs> the favorites, Kind of come at the same thing for each one. You have Scotty Scheffler, yep. John Rahm, Cam Smith, Brooks Kepka, Rory McElroy, and then I'm going to throw in three others that are playing really well right now 
and are always kind of there. Sure. Ricky Fowler. Okay. Xander, he does do really well in majors. Yeah. Xander Shoffley. Okay. Um, as long as you don't have to work on Sunday, Xander's your guy. Well, you could say that about Ricky Rory, also. too. For and I mean, Ricky was the original Chick-fil-A. Yeah, he was Chick-fil-A. Exactly. Uh, and then Tommy Ooh, Fleetwood. Can we call somebody else Hobby Lobby then? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Tommy Fleetwood. Okay. So looking at the list of those or anybody else off the thing, who, who stands out to you is going to win this thing? So I kind of think... I feel like Rory's playing with a vengeance. Yeah. So I think that he's probably got the best shot. And he played great last year. He, he just got flat out beat by Cam Smith. Yeah. Um, I think he's probably got the best shot, but I feel like you can't like eliminate people like Brooks. Like he's like, he's like a, what's the word I'm looking for? He's a machine in majors. Well, no, but he, it just like, you just never know with him. Yeah. I don't, there was the word that I was trying to think of, but my brain doesn't work. So. Um, you just, you never know. So I feel like he could have a shot and then I, I have to eliminate Scheffler because, uh, his, his putter is just, yeah. And it's funny too, because he's amazing, but yeah, his putter is just, I read a stat yesterday and I actually posted this, his last seven stats. Loose starts. cannon. That's what I think I was trying to say. <laughs> In Scotty Scheffler's last seven starts, he's top five to all of them. Right. And, uh, T to green, he's the best golfer in the world, but the putter is yeah, the problem. Yeah, exactly. So like, I feel like he's eliminated already. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to say Rory would be my number one and then maybe Brooks would be my number two, but I'm going to throw in a little something here Okay. because my nephew is obsessed with John Rahm. I don't know why he just always has been. I think it's because it's like super easy to say. I will probably root for him just because I can root together with him. Yeah. And John Rahm's got a good chance. Oh yeah. You know, he always starts off the year hot, then kind of slides back a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'll get to my pick in a second. I want to talk a little bit about the course because the course is being heavily discussed. Yes. Um, since the change to the 17th. Mm-hmm. 17th, for those who haven't done anything on the, the the golf course or don't know what to expect, the 17th is a short par three. I think it's playing anywhere from like we 130. We should have had the picture ready yeah, to go. <laughs> 130 to 140, that, that range. Uh, it's not an island hole with water surrounding it, but it might as well be like, an island. Seems like not that bad of a hole, right? It's got one of the worst false fronts I've ever seen it's in crazy golf crazy looking and the players aren't openly saying it, but most are mumbling about it, that they hate it. They're not happy. Um, I feel in a lot of ways that you have to have the short game and the wedge game. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe even a, a knockdown iron, depending on the weather uh-huh. to get to win. I think yeah. Sunday we might, we might see a guy with a three stroke lead, come to the 17th and throw it away. I think that's absolutely um, possible. And I think that that's what they were looking for. They were looking for the armchair quarterback to create drama because of the time change and things mm-hmm. like that. And they've accomplished it in a Which, lot of ways. Compared to the last major would be a welcome yeah. change. And the last one, the last open championship was amazing. Cam Smith and Rory dueling it out for 18. Absolutely. Rory just didn't make any putts. None. Yeah. Um. So the 17th to me, I, I think they wanted TPC Sawgrass. A little like, bit. You know, I mean, I it's kind of comparable when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, it is in a lot of ways where you have no idea what to do. And there's been talk of people <laughs> saying they'd lay up. There was one caddy um, of, God, I cannot, uh, Fitzpatrick. Yeah, that, someone just said that, that his caddy said he's predicting six, sevens, and eights. Yeah, and there's been mumblings that a few caddies have called this, quote, an effing joke. <laughs> um a little too tricked out, but also when it comes to the open championship, there's one thing that really only thing that matters. 
Weather. Weather. Absolutely. And if you're on the right side of the draw, you have a chance. There's two guys that I didn't put in our kind of thought process of favorites, and that's Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth, both of which yeah. have won plenty of tournaments. Both have majors, and both are not, I would say, hitting their peak right now. No, they're but interesting. If they are on the right side of the draw, I think both of them could scare people, but they have to be on the right side of the draw. They have to. And Spieth, it's all about his putter. It is. Well, it's everybody with their putter, really. Especially but, here, because, but, you know, if, yeah. if the weather weren't in play, these guys would shred this course like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. But especially, I feel like someone like Spieth, like if he his putter is off, like he's done. I'm a gambling man. Yes, you, you are. Know. You are. I am. Not I would venture to guess the tournament organizers have watched the weather and there's certain players who are, they're going to predict end up at the good side of the draw. So how they've planned out who's going out when. Yeah, that's just, that's just. So my, the fix is in is what you're saying. I'm not saying that. I think you kind again, of are. It's predictive. Right. You know, they don't, the weather changes all the time. It does. But I would say that there's some, there's, I don't know. There's some thought process there. That's just my feeling. Okay. Most people would disagree with yeah. it. Hashtag there, rigged, I think. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's, it seems like a, a couple of players get the good side almost every single time. And that that's, seems suspect to me. In fact, historically, that's been So the are you going to say someone like Brooks is not going to get the good side? Uh, he would not be the person that I would think would be that guy I, I would say that, i would just think based off of his decisions in yeah the i mean maybe maybe dj doesn't get the good side yeah that's what i'm saying dj uh, brooks yeah so, you know those guys um yeah i'd say there's a few maybe yeah. cam smith yeah know? cam smith exactly Again, when they're setting these up though it's a guess on the weather right so it is but i'm just saying um jumping to back to you know our predictions yes. and things like that I really struggled with this. Yeah, I, really, I did too, actually. I didn't think I would, but I originally said it's going to be Rory and it's a lock. Mm-hmm. Like, he was going to win this thing. Um, Nothing's a lock. Yeah. Nothing is. Winning last week, I, I thought he put the ball extremely well and his shots coming down the stretch were fantastic. You know, he doesn't have, feel the pressure. He's been there before like a lot of these guys do, yeah. which is funny based on his Sunday finishes. Um, although he does... Backdoor roars quite quite a bit. Uh, I feel like he, he he liked that he likes that quite a bit. Um, that just sounds like that? something that yeah. has nothing to do with golf. Um, but the 17th, I guess if golf doesn't work out for him, <laughs> sure. The seventeenth with a wedge in his hand with mm-hmm. the whole thing on the line, I wouldn't bet on him. No, no, I'd bet on him with a driver in his hand, long iron, absolutely. With a wedge in his hand, I wouldn't bet on him. I'm gonna go with Scotty Scheffler. I know it's kind of taking chalk. Okay. Um, I think the putter turns around a little bit for him this week. It hasn't all year. I know. Well, I mean, it, it was okay early in the year, but uh, I'm going to take Scotty Scheffler to win. And I know it's it's kind of a boring pick. He's kind of a vanilla guy. Yeah. But oh, I mean, he kind of. Yeah. I think he's shown emotion not to cut you off. Maybe what three times <laughs> when he missed the two short putts at Augusta National. That was the emotion. Yeah. Um. I, I do think that Rom, if he starts out well, first seven or eight holes, he could run away with this thing. He's got that kind of game that when he gets going, it's like a, a freight train. Yeah. I kind so, of I would love to see Rom and Brooks paired together and just like the the screaming and like the club throwing well, and both like of the, them both of them move at a decent pace. So. Yes. But just like a mat, like just like the 
the anger. Yeah. So <laughs> I would love to just like see the two of there them. There you go. Somebody in the comments put up the time. Yes. Early tea time for Rory Rahm and Justin Rose. If I was a betting man, that weather won't be so bad. Mm -hmm. um, that's my gut feeling there. So we'll see. Yeah. But um, that's that's kind of where I'm going. Yeah. So people have asked, like, why are we doing the show this early? And uh, I kind of wanted to explain the reasoning. Um, I, most people here grew up playing golf with family. Family or friends introduced them to it. And I didn't. I mean, my dad introduced me to the game, but my father grew up as a golfer and a caddy. And then quit golf the day I was born for 25 years. Didn't pick up a single club. So not when your sister was born? No. Um, they were still transitioning to move to Florida at the gotcha. time from Massachusetts. And he quit golf uh, to focus on career and family. He said, you know, dad shouldn't be out that long. And, you know, times were different back then. Right. Um, and then picked it up. And so I picked it up in high school with friends and never played with my dad till after in my 30s. Yeah, You know, uh, that's just when it happened. And he's re since retired and he's older now and he's in, in his 80s and he doesn't play anymore. Um, but he did play every day for a long stretch. Yeah. Got to enjoy that. His back started to um, act up. Yeah. He's, he's had some, I don't want to say health issues because he doesn't really have any health issues. Physical yeah, issues. Physical ailments that have kept him from playing. And I've talked about this before on the THP forum, but he's pretty instrumental in my life, obviously as a father, but in more than a lot of people. Yes typically go through um with some stuff that happened early and i don't have not to get too personal here i don't have much of a relationship with the other side of my family my mother and my sister um there's not any ill intent or ill will mm -hmm. involved we just don't have any relationship and uh my father remarried and they've been married for 35 years yeah. so, you know that's been a big part of that uh she's she's been a mother for a big part of my life so my sister and her children are coming to visit my father. And people are probably like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> um, but anyway, um, the my sister and her children and her husband are coming to visit my father. And my father is going to take his grandson and son-in-law golfing for nine holes. Yes. And he had called and asked if I'd like to go. And I said no. And you said you'll think about yeah, it. Yeah, I had Mostly already come I'd, up with I had already come up with an well, excuse. You started to say no and I gave you the eyes. Yeah. Um so it dawned on me that this will probably be the last time I ever get to play golf with him. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to go past this and then say, My God, what was I thinking? Yeah. You know, and it not for any other reason, not for my nephew or my brother in law. I don't really know them. Right. Just didn't really want to play. Yeah. You know, part of it is I didn't want to see my dad struggling around for nine holes. Like that's not how you want to remember somebody. He's going to be frustrated. Yeah. You know he is. Um, but again, I shouldn't say like, I don't want to say any of this to our audience to think like, oh my God, my father's passing. I think that's right. not no, what's happening. No, 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 no. Just physically, I don't Just think physically he... he doesn't play golf anymore. Um, so that's why we're doing this early. I didn't want to spend time. But, it, you know, it since in the last 24 hours, 48 hours since I made this decision, it dawned on me what it really was about. And I urge people, as your parents age, get out there and play. There's a picture somewhere in here um, of a round I got to play with two people from the golf industry named Mike Yagley and Jose Miraflor from Cobra Golf. Um, we did an event at the club my parents live at mm -hmm. in Hammock Beach. And I got to play around with the two of them and my father. 
and there's a picture of the four of us at the ocean with the ocean breaking in the background of the thing. And that's pretty important to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's really, I think the last time I've played with him. I think so. And that's probably five years. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, So get out there and, and do, do yourself a favor and get out there. And if your father relative or anybody is aging and they don't play golf, bring them out to ride around with you. If it's your favorite thing to do, bring them out so they can see you in your element. And, uh, it's just something I'm glad I'm doing. Um, switching gears, uh, we got some pretty interesting THB questions, one of which is hysterical because it kind of feeds back on, for those that have listened or watched the last few weeks, last 10 episodes, we've had a saga of crazy emails. <laughs> yes. Number one shoot fighter in Ohio. Number two, sorry, number, number two. two. I don't want to give him more credit than he asked I for. I know. I kind of want to know who number one is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't either. Um, I but I was asked a question of the most awkward thing at any THP event that's ever happened. And I'm going to paint the picture that we did an event at with Bridgestone Golf at Firestone. And we've had a lot of awkward moments, but nothing right. that's like, oh, we had a guy who was a preacher cheat on the golf course, which I thought was pretty funny in Texas. You probably remembered it because you had to go up and, and say something to him. Um I actually don't remember that. Yeah, we've had we've had some weird moments. We've had some weird moments. So I remember a couple of weird but ones. But this one is it's almost like it's not awful, but it's just hysterically bad in every way whatsoever. So we did an event with Bridgestone Golf and it was it held at Firestone mm-hmm. uh during the senior Ch- PGA Tour Champions yeah, event they did. Right, gotta say it right. So the Fred Couples was there and we had the Bridgestone staff guys were all out there and they got to hang out. The THPers got to hang out with those guys, do this big VIP function. It was, cool. it was, it was great, very cool. Yeah. Opening night, we bring everybody to dinner. Now the, the, the course Firestone doesn't really have a, a place to do like a private dinner for our group. Right. So we did it at a local restaurant and they gave us this private room and we had the CEO of Bridgestone golf there, the head of marketing and uh, marketing coordinator and V R and D all there. And Dan Murphy, who's the president of Bridgestone Golf, is giving this small speech, and I get nudged. And it was a forum member saying, like, look over there. And he's doing the the head. If you're watching, you could see it. If you're listening, he's doing, like, the head signal to the left side of the table. And one of our guys is out cold, <laughs> sleeping head back and doing the bob. I remember you text me, and you're like, you will not believe what's happening. And I didn't know what to think. Like, do you wake them? Do you not wake them? So I gave him a little kick because he's across from me under the table, but I'm focused almost 50 degrees, 45 to 50 degrees to my right at Dan talking. And I don't give him the kick. And I just look and he's continuing to Bob as if he was on something, you know, because he didn't drink anything before then. And I think he had a like a Dr. Pepper. It was mm-hmm. a very odd drink request, like a Dr. Pepper or a ginger ale or something when the server had come over. And he slept through the entire thing until the server tapped him on the shoulder and said, do you want to order dinner? Oh, so and weird. It is the same person that that was is now sending these emails. And I always thought that back that that was the weirdest thing because there was there was a lot that was weird about that meeting. I'd never met this person before, but going in, he he had sent me some messages talking about he was going to struggle because he's a long drive champion. Um, And we play from distances that aren't conducive of that. And that, you know, his low single digit handicap would probably be closer to an eight or a nine or a 10 
And would I make adjustments accordingly since it was a competition? And I said, I can't do that, but we'll work on the slope rating and, and give you whatever your handicap's supposed to be. And he sent over his rounds. We, we put it all in and he, he had the handicap. And he proceeded to shoot very, very high numbers. Normally, we don't care about that stuff. Like, it's not, right. that's not what it's about. But I mean, hitting the ball all over the planet. And if he was a long drive champion, and I'm just putting this out there. Uh, I need to be in that long drive <laughs> because I, I got a chance to win and that's, I am not a long drive. That's the thing that's always interesting to me is like, it's one thing if you want to like say those things, but if you're going to actually be in person, like you have to be able to back it up. Yeah, right. And if, like, and the thing is nobody cares. Internet, well, yeah, nobody internet cares. Street cred is not as big a thing on our message board community yeah. because of the events. And that's why they were designed to do it. And we've talked about that before. That's why we do them. Yeah. Keep things civil because of that. Yeah. Like we were in a store the other day. This is a total sidebar, but we're in a store the other day and there was a guy and he was acting very strange. Oh, do you yeah. remember? Yes. And the only person that was in the store was the employee and she was an older woman. And we were talking about it and we're like, we don't know if we want to leave the store. To because, leave her alone. Because we there. didn't want to leave her alone yeah. in there. And I turned to Josh and I said, I got this. Because <laughs> like in my mind, I believe that I can take this person down. Yeah. I don't know why, but I genuinely believe he, that. It, like, it was it was a it was very awkward, though. Yeah. And that was what this was. It was awkward. And somebody wrote in the chat, I kind of feel bad for him. And in a lot of ways, oh, I no, do too. Absolutely. I, Although this person I, needs help. Yeah. I actually said this to her at the time. I feel bad for him. He's obviously going through some stuff. Well, and at the time, apparently his well, wife. Well, when he went home from the event, his wife had up and left with all with the children. The, like, and, there, there's definitely yeah. more things going on but yeah. I, I think that answers the question is the most awkward yeah but what the point that I was going to say was that I didn't actually like say out loud to somebody that like I could actually take this man down because in reality probably can't I only said it's him <laughs> that's where I was going with that um, but I really do believe I could take him down <laughs> the next question was uh, what kind of tweaks do we have to the 2024 uh, THP experience schedule um, none that we can really share as of yet. We did yeah, announce, we announced. That, uh, we've announced that some are returning. We did announce that the bag, we have a new one, the bag boy championship right. that is splitting off from the, the budget championship. Right. You know, we have, there's two separate events now and that we're excited about what 2024 holds. And yes. I don't say that lightly. I feel like the last few years we've kind of hit the ground with some pretty cool stuff that's happened. Mm -hmm. Uh, we're going to continue that. Yeah. And I, I expect that next year will top this year in terms of I don't want to say exclusive because they're all exclusive in a right. way but they're also inclusive yeah in terms of unique right we're gonna do some pretty cool things at this stuff uh, bringing in food and drink and bringing and we have always done that but right. like to a different level right. bringing in experts for equipment and you're kind of seeing that right now our next event we have is in a few weeks with SkyTrack mm -hmm. where Which is every participant yeah. got a new SkyTrack plus going to Ballyhack to play with the person behind the research and development mm -hmm. the person behind sales and marketing learning about that and it's also partnered with Golf Tech so they're going to learn to get better and have the indoor solution to, to continue to do that yeah and I was going to say something and I lost my train of thought. Well, that's wonderful. Well, it happens. Um, next question is not really a question, but it was posted multiple times from people about product launches for 2024. I can't give that information up yet. I have talked to numerous companies about 2024 product, but I can tell you that August, mark your calendars. 
there's going to be quite a few releases in August that people are going to want to pay attention to. If you are looking at purchasing equipment, I, I never say wait. I'm never one of those people who says, wait, you know, there's something around the corner you're going to want to wait. I'm not going to say that now either, because you could say that forever and then never buy anything. But there are multiple product launches that I am super interested in that are coming in August. And I think THPers will be too. Um, next THPer question was adjusting to equipment for me personally. You know, we, I obviously have an endless cycle of products coming in for mm -hmm. testing. And we work with our staff writers who do a better job than I do of testing. But how do I adjust to that? And, you know, do I put it in the bag? Does it stay in the bag? That kind of thing. And honestly, after testing in the studio, if I don't feel it's better, it doesn't go in my bag for the course. Right. That's just the way it works. Because we have other people doing full reviews, I think that uh, they do a better job of doing both tech testing as well as playing testing. I think they're just they're better at it than I am. I can offer feedback. I can offer stuff on how things are built mm -hmm. and things like that. But you know, the other stuff I'll leave to them. Um, somebody asked a really interesting question, and that is self fitting versus you know using the studio I like chasing that numbers going to fitter. I still go to fitters. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been a club champion numerous times. I did a Titleist fitting. I've done a Callaway fitting. I still go to fitters. I believe in them. I like having a second set of eyeballs. Do I chase numbers? Like it's impossible not to. Yeah. I, you know, I will say this. You're a I'm, stats guy. You love stats. Yeah. I am one of the few guys on the internet that doesn't chase numbers with shafts though. Mm -hmm. Find a shaft. I love the feel of, I stick with it and I kind of roll with that. And then I let the head dictate it. Why? Because even shaft people tell me that's the right way to do it. The internet would tell me I'm wrong, that I'm going to see a thousand RPMs of spin and 10 degrees of launch angle and everything else by going with the shaft change. That's not the case for me. And we have countless data points to prove it. Data now, points are stupid. Who needs data points? With that said, I am definitely not saying the shaft is not important. It is super important. Obviously. Um, but yes, I tend to, I do enough self-fitting to be dangerous, but I still go to fitters. And, you know, some of the companies won't even send me equipment if I don't go to a fitter. That's true, actually. Um, I've had, I've heard that happen to you a bunch of times. Yeah. So I, I'm super excited about what's coming. I did not self fit either of those products. They were fit for me. Um, and, and I'm excited to do it. Uh, let's jump into the recipe of the week. All righty. Let me grab this here. So recipe of the week, as usual, I am keeping it easy and quick. Well, yeah, that's pretty quick, actually. I'm doing a lazy enchilada. So instead of having to spend a lot of time rolling the enchilada and all that stuff, you just basically, it's, it's an enchilada casserole kind of is the way I would explain it. And you can do beef or chicken or ground turkey or whatever your heart desires. Um, it's quick. It's easy. It's delicious. Makes great leftovers. And I have the recipe ready to go on the forum when we finish the show. Um. We're going to keep it short this week. I want to urge everybody to go enter the, our open championship contest. We're giving away three Edel wedges and the grind of their choosing. All they have to do is uh, pick the winner of the, the tournament. Kind of awesome. Um, pick the winner. You got a chance to win. Uh, I, you can use my pick. There's a lot of people, you know, obviously if there's a tie, people are going to, it'll go into a random thing and we'll pick somebody out of them, but three full wedges, pretty high dollar value. Yeah. You will get to choose the grind you want and everything else. Um, we're going to get out of here this week. Next week, we're back. 
where we're going to probably be earlier early in the week, again, yeah. but not necessarily in the morning. No, not necessarily um, in the morning, but it's going to have to be early in the week. But we're going to be early in the week because there's a whole lot of stuff going on, but we are going to be back. Oh, before we go, there's people here waiting for our granddaddy contest announcement. Oh, I'm not going to tell you what the contest actually is, but I am going to tell you that it will kick off on Monday on the THP forum for a chance to get into the granddaddy. Monday, the 24th. Monday, the 24th. Yes, that is correct. On the THP forum, enter to win the ultimate of ultimate golf trips. So stay tuned for that. Yep, stay, tuned stay tuned for our time for the show. It'll probably be Tuesday again. Yeah, I like Tuesday. Um, and we will be back next week. All Thanks, right. everybody. Bye, everybody. THP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode.